Hello, good people. And thank you for joining in on my podcast, If Has Power. I just wanna welcome you um, for whatever time that you're watching this video or or listening to the um, podcast or seeing the YouTube video. We're gonna be talking about a subject that's gonna basically everybody is going to experience in their lives sooner or later. And so we're blessed tonight to have a woman that is a part of the kingdom in a lot of different ways. And she's gonna give her own story about the things she has been through. So the subject that she's gonna be talking about is something that she knows about because she has experienced it. So for those of you that are listening, I just ask you that if you like this video, please hit the like button um, and please subscribe. So this way others can hear and, and just witness this because all of us need this information. So on that note, I just ask you to give your undivided attention to Ms. Sheila Boone. Thanks, Sheila. Thank you for being here with us. Good evening. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Sheila, um, what I want to first ask you, um, basically, um, before you give us your story, um, I have a question that a lot of people, they ask this question, and I know, I know People do it in different ways, but I just want you to kind of like expound on it. And of course, our subject is about grieving. Um, is there um, a different way in people, how they grieve the different stages? You know, we hear about the different stages, but kind of like enlighten us about how people do grieve. Yes, ma'am. Uh, well, we, you know, we do hear a lot about the five stages of grief or you know, the different stages of grief that people go through. And in my experience and from what I've seen in other people, uh, everybody grieves at their own pace. And sometimes everybody everybody doesn't go through all the stages. Oh. Uh, you know, there, there are some people that didn't go through uh, denial. They went straight to anger. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's, and so sometimes people go through all five or, or however many stages there are. Uh, we mostly hear about the five stages and, but some people, sometimes they, they're not in denial. They've accepted what's happened. And so they're angry right away. Uh, then, you know, sometimes people skip anger and, and they just go into depression or, you know, and then sometimes it gets turned around and then there may be that person who just accepts it from the beginning and they're able to, you know, begin their process of healing. So the, the stages aren't set for everybody to go through, but for those that do experience them, you know, there, there's hope that you're going to get through those stages, um, you know, and come out on the other side. So I see. Well, well, Sheila, this is the thing, you know, when you hear about uh, people going through grieving and they get mad, um, do you think they should feel guilty about that or that they're mad? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, I can only speak for me. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was very mad. I was angry. Uh, I was angry at God. I was angry at my late husband, you know, for, for leaving. 
Um, at one moment, I said out of my mouth, I can't believe you left me here to deal with all of this, you know, this this world, this life, yeah. um, you know, everything that's going on. I can't believe you left me. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, there there was anger. You know, the Bible tells us to be angry, but sin not. That's right. So that's right. The Lord, the Lord knows that, you know, we're going to get angry. He knows that there's going to be things that's going to happen that's going to cause anger, but, but he's instructed us already yeah. what to do. You know, you can get angry, but you know, you still, there's no justification for sinning. <laughs> so, yeah. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know, this, this is the thing too, Sheila, you know, um, God, he already knows what we're going to do anyway. And he wants us to be real. Sometimes people, you know, they can be angry and just don't understand. But the thing is they keep it bottled in. And that's going to be doing more harm than it is good, you see. So, so the thing is, is that when we have these different emotions, you know, nobody can tell us exactly how to feel, but God, he really knows how we feel, you see. So it, um, it, a lot of people, sometimes they do feel, you know, I don't know, I shouldn't blame or anything like that, but God knows we're human. We're not him. We're not him. So I, I'm sure it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know. Well, there's yeah. nothing that that we go through here that he doesn't already know or hasn't already experienced. That's right. You know, that's the word tells us there's nothing here on earth that hasn't already touched him, you know, the yes. same way. And so, um, yeah, there's nothing we could ever do or feel or say that would catch him off guard. Um, he's not up in heaven going, oh, wow, I didn't, I wasn't looking for that. Right, right, so because right. he already knows us, yeah. He knows, so he knows, and he, yeah. he knows what it takes to, to really, um, like they say with the, um, what is it, the olives? Um, to, you have to, you know, um, he has to press us sometime to, yeah. to get everything yeah. that's out of. He knows what's in us, and he knows when and how it's going to help us to, you know, get to just the fullness of what he has for us. And a lot of things that we go through is really not for us, but it's for other people because he know he can trust you with that challenge or that trouble, you see. Sheila, there's another question I wanna ask you. Um, you know, a lot of times people, they want to go and give their respects. They go, um, they come to a person's house, the person who's grieving and, um, Sometimes they say, you know, I, I want to go, you know, I can bring something to the house, but I don't know what to say to them. I just don't know what to say. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I just don't know what to say. What is your advice for people that's, if that's holding them back yeah. from going to comfort somebody or just being there? What, what do you say about that? Yeah, I can, I can tell you for sure that the person grieving is not judging you, you know, like um, there sometimes silence really is golden, um, you know, but, you know, cause the Bible tells us there's a season to speak and there's a season to just be silent. Right, right. Sometimes, sometimes it's good to just be in a person's presence Mm. Um, you know, sometimes you can go and, and don't have to say anything, just you being there, um, mm. is causing an effect. And so if you don't know what to say, 
say nothing um, except I'm here. You know, do you need anything? Right. Um, you know, a lot of times when people ask, do you need anything? Honestly, you don't know. You right. don't know what you need. Uh, <laughs> you right. And so, um, you know, sometimes just to say, you know, I'm here for you. I'm praying for you. I love you. You know, just those things. Um, you know, never say, you know, well, I know how you feel. I know what you're going through mm -hmm. because, right. because, you know, honestly, we both could have the same thing happen where we both could lose a spouse or, you know, whatever, but your experience is yours right? is, you know, and, and mine is mine. So, so none of us truly know how the other feels. We can relate Right. to the to the things that you're going through but um those feelings are yours right so uh yeah so i think sometimes just to let the person know i'm here you know for you if you need anything anytime day or night i had people that that i knew i could call sometimes at 11 12 o'clock at night when it hit you know that i when you really think you're losing it Right, um, right. there's people that you that you have to know that you can call to just talk you off the ledge so to speak you know yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so I think just if if nothing else just you know if God is is really putting it on your heart to go by and check on someone just go by and check on them you right. know genuinely right. and just you know hey just wanted to check on you see how you're doing um, I'm here for you that's it yeah. that's it Mm -hmm. um, let them do the talking let them lead the conversation if they want to say more that's correct I see yeah. um Sheila you know what um another thing too um it just made me think of this is that you know when um when when a death has just happened and everybody comes around does it ever feel like okay everybody's gone now you know everything was like you know I mean, I, I, I felt some, I felt something, but it's like, everybody's gone now. So is it good for some people to check back on you after the crowd is gone? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I, t I talk about this in my new book. I've, I've mentioned this very thing okay. in my new book. And um, because, yeah, it's, it's called, you know, like, just like you hear people talk about adrenaline. You know, yeah, yeah. like we're running off of adrenaline. And, and so when you when a person first loses that loved one, all the people that are coming from everywhere and calling, texting, they're coming by, they're doing sending whatever, that's the adrenaline. That's okay. the adrenaline rush, you know. But then once that adrenaline rush is gone, then there's a crash. I see. that comes, you know, and so, and that's when everybody's gone, everybody's silent, nobody's calling anymore, nobody's texting, nobody's coming by, um, you know, and so that's when you really need those, that, that group of people that's going to be your support team. I got you. you I yeah, you don't, you don't need cheerleaders, you need a support team. And, and those people are the ones that's gonna be there with you through it all, like through the whole process, um, you know, because there is no time frame that that you can say, well, I'm gonna give you six months, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, and right. I, yeah, I'm gonna give you six months of my time. And so, 
but you got to have a support team that's going to be there with you no matter what, you know, no matter what. And so, yeah, when the, the, the initial adrenaline of people is great, it's needed. Um, but then there still has to be that follow-up that, you know, a month, two months down the road, three months down the road, people checking on that person, um, you know, just making sure they're okay. Yeah. That's good. You know, that's what I was thinking about. And that's why I tell a lot of people, I said, you know, sometimes it's just good to check back in later because when the crowd is gone, you know, um, um, you know, you, you just, you're thinking basically, okay, it's all over with now. And then your mind is going to that loved one and, you know, all the people around and everything. So that's good. That follow-up. I, you know, I like that. I like that. Um, Sheila, another thing I want to ask you is, um, you know, as your loved one, how do you keep, um, you still want to live life, but how do you keep your loved one, their memory alive? Honestly, there's nothing that you have to to do. There's nothing you have to honestly do to keep their memory alive. Every day, every day I wake up, I, there's not a day that's gone by in the last four and a half years that I haven't thought of something I see. that reminded me of my husband. There's nothing I have to do there's nothing, it can be in, when I'm talking to my children, it can be, you know, places that I go, it, it just in anything, because that person was such a part of my oh, life, my, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it's hard to just turn those things off just because they're not here. So um, there, there's nothing that you have to do. That's why sometimes you're just going about your day like normal and you get to a place and it just hits you. Yeah, because it's like the memories of, of whatever that caused comes flooding back. And so honestly, there's nothing that that you have to do to try to keep their memory alive. A lot of people feel like they may have to, you know, uh, keep certain things or, um, you know, maybe people look at pictures. I do go back and now I can look at pictures and, and things like that. But if I never did those things, I would always remember there, you know, there are memories that will never go away. And so the thing that you have to be, the thing that, that some people get stuck in the memories. Some people yeah. can't move forward past the memories to live in the present, you know? Right. And right. so, yeah, so, cause they're stuck on what happened yesterday and, and, you know, last week and, and the last time that person was here. So it's difficult for them to move forward and to really embrace the now, you know? Yeah. And so, um, and, and I think that sometimes people feel like, well, I can't make new memories because that would void the old memories. Oh yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't. God is such an awesome God that he's allowed us to have this capacity to, to make new memories while we still reverence the old ones. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful, Sheila. And that's yeah. good because a lot of times people will think, you know, I don't want to live anymore, you know, to do anything because I don't want that person, my loved one to think I'm forgetting about them or however, you know, depending on who the loved one is, you know, whether it's, you know, your parents or your spouse or however, you know, like that. And so, 
you know, those things are very, very important. And, you know, so basically we know that, you know, as far as grieving, we know that it's the stages, some stages may be longer, some you may skip a stage, you know, uh, we know that you can still go visit people and you don't have to say nothing, just your presence. And also just to remember that, you know, um, after the crowd is gone, after the adrenaline rush is over with, it's um, still, it's good to do a follow-up just to check, you know, and, you know, whether it's a text, a phone call, you know, we got so many ways to stay connected and everything. So Sheila, um, you know, um, I know you're an author, you're a pastor, and I just want you to come in your own way and just tell us a little bit about your journey and your book and, you know, some of your services that you have. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, as I said, four and a half years ago, um, I lost my husband, John. Uh, we have been married. I got married. I was 19 years old. So, uh, you know, for 29 <laughs> wow. years, uh, uh, he was my sweetie. And so, um, you know, and I lost him suddenly. Uh, there was no warning, uh, you know, nothing to prepare me. You know, I, I, I talk about this um, in the book. I talk about this, how, um, you know, I've always prided myself on a person that could adapt to change, uh -huh. you know, and, and it's like when this happened, that, that adaptability just went out the window. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't function. I didn't know really what to do. Here I was at 47 years old and not knowing anything about life, um, you know, because he made it easy for me, yeah. he, you know, so I didn't know really how to do much of anything to run a household. Um, except the, you know, the, the things that we as women know how to do, right. but as far as budgeting, paying bills, being financially, you know, um, responsible for everything, I had no clue. So, um, and, and, you know, that's another story for some things that happened along the way um, that caused me to have to start completely over. Um, like, so it was like ground zero. <laughs> So um, I found myself really, really angry uh, with God. I was angry with my husband. I, I was really angry. I, try, I isolated myself from family, from friends. Um, and I honestly told God that, you know, I, we've served you. I've served you. And you would let this happen. So I was not going to serve serve him anymore I was like I'm done <laughs> I'm done with you and so um and so I would I went through that Jonah season I tell people yeah. it was that my Jonah season oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I went through that where God was saying do this and I was like nope I'm not doing it you know and he'd say go this way I'll, I'll go that way and literally I would say he and me and God are not on speaking terms right now that's what, that's what I would say. And, and, you know, for anybody to come up to me and give me scriptures and do things, I mean, as a pastor and as a minister, you know, the scripture, you already know. So for anybody to do that, I was already angry. Um, and so it took me going to a Bible study and from somebody that was a part of gateway ministry, we went and um, went to this Bible study. And so never had been there before, never had seen this man before. And so he, he comes up to me and he looks at me and he says, what, 
what? And so I'm just, tears just started rolling. And he said, what is it? What is it? And, um, and so I began to share with him, you know, I lost my husband. Da, da, da. He said, yeah, he said, but have you forgiven him for dying? And honestly, when he said that, it hit me so hard because all the things that have been happening in my life was because of unforgiveness. Like I had, I had just built up this wall of unforgiveness for, you know, towards God and towards my late husband. And so it, it took that and that was the beginning of me, you know, having a repentant heart. And so as I was laying in the floor one day crying out to God, it's like the, I'm crying, Lord, where are you? Where are you? You know, like, wow. where are you at? Like, I can't feel you. I can't sense you. You know, what is going on? And so, and it's in the midst of me crying out to God, he said, repent. And I got even madder because I'm like, what? You know, and no, you repent to me for, for letting this happen. And so honestly, this is no joke. This is how I felt. And so, and, and then the Lord said, repent for the attitude of your heart. He said, repent. And, and the moment, the moment I said, Lord, I repent, you know, mm -hmm. I turn, I turn from it. And it's like the moment I said that the presence of God just came off in that room oh, and I just began to weep in the middle of my floor. And I said, Lord, why did you remove your presence from me? And I mean, cause when you're sensitive to the spirit of God and you, you're used to being able to feel his presence and you don't have it, you know wow. it. And so I was like, Lord, why did you remove your presence from me? And he says, so that you would seek me again, because Ooh. it started seeking just everywhere else. And he said, and so I needed to remove that from you so that you would seek me again. And, you know, because Jeremiah says, if you seek the, seek the Lord and seek him with your whole heart, mm, yeah. you will find yeah. him. If you That's search right. for him with your whole heart. So I began to cry out and search for him. Like, where are you? you know, and he said, we will find him. So I found him that day in my living room, just in my floor, crying out to him. And so ever since that day, I said, God, yes, yes to your will. Yes to whatever you want me to do. Yes to whatever you want me to say. What Yes to whatever you want me to do. I just, yes. And, and that's so important because my mentor, one of my mentors, he had told me at the beginning of the grievance um, journey. He said, the Lord is going to give you a season to grieve. And he said, at the end of that season, destiny is going to be calling you and you will have to answer. Wow. I didn't know what that meant until that very day. <laughs> I, I had no idea because when he said it, I couldn't receive it. I couldn't receive I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear nothing about no season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and so when he said it, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. But that day I saw it. And when he said, God's going to give you a season, I knew that when God said, repent, that was the end of that season. <laughs> that was the end of that season to, to grieve like the way I was, because the Lord says we can grieve, but you don't grieve as those that have no hope. <laughs> Amen. We, our hope Amen. is in him. And Amen. so we, so he's like, that's over. That's over. It's almost like a child 
that that you have a child running around and they didn't get their way so they're throwing a tantrum and you let them lay there and, and squabble for as long as you can and then you go and you say get up you know it's time for you to get up and stop that and that's what the lord did to me he said okay that's enough that's enough wow. it's time for you to get busy and so out of that out of that you know came that when I started journaling and I, you know, when uh, I wrote the book, Grief, A Passageway to Freedom, it, it started from me journaling every day. Um, and then, you know, some days I would go to the park and I wouldn't, the first few days, I didn't really know what to write. You know, I, the first day I went, I, I wrote in the book, Lord, I don't know what to say to you right now. And I closed it and cried and went home. And so the second day I came back and I put a little more cried and went home. And I did that for 30 days, 30 days. And then the more I went, the more I started writing and less crying. And then at the end of that, I began to heal. I began to heal. And then the Lord was healing me as I was, you know, getting this out and talking to him. And during that time, I was able to sleep in my bed for the first time after a year and a half. And so it was things like that that started to happen. And that's when the Lord said, this is not just for you. This, this is not just, you're not writing this just for you. And I said, I got you, Lord. So that's where the book came from. And wow. so now here we are, um, 2000, that was, the book was released um, December, 2019. And here we are, uh, June, 2022. And so uh, my second book will be out hopefully within the next month. And that's called Overcoming the Widow's Mentality. Um, mm, okay. Really overcoming the, that victim type mentality um, where we, we're, you know, we're just depending on any and everybody to do everything for us. No, we serve a God. We you serve know, a God. You know, Sheila, I, um, before you go on, I just want to say this. Um, the situation where you were saying um, how you was feeling about God and everything, um, a lot of times, in whether it's a grieving situation or so many other things, things that there's been failure in our lives and you're upset with God, um, he wants us to really just come as we are. You really came as you are. I mean, the feelings, the emotions and everything. And the beauty of all of this for you to do what you're doing right now is that God, he counseled, counseled you, gave you grief counseling through your actions and, and um, you found a way, but you did it by seeking him. He sent a messenger to say, what, what, you know? And um, the thing is, is that you knew it was time to answer. It was that call to action. But the thing about it is you chose to basically say, I'm going to surrender. And he is the great I am. And he's been the counselor for you. And still he's the counselor in everything that you need right now. He's the, ones that's, he's the one that is coaching you. He's the one that's directing you, the Holy Spirit. And I just, you know, just that testimony right there is just beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, you couldn't write, you wouldn't be able to write this if you didn't live it. You felt this, you, you lived this, but I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I, I really, I really, you know, agree with that because I went through so much internally that people, you said it at the beginning where people have no idea. 
um, you know, what, what people go through when they're grieving. Um, and because it's those silent moments that nobody sees, you know, and then we come out, um, you know, looking like gold, (laughs) (laughs) but we've been, you know, but we've been, um, you know, inside, um, really just messed up and and tore up. And, um, so I just really encourage people to, you know, whatever feelings come, let them come. Like that's, that's the reason that's where the, the, my uh, ministry mended came from because when I was going through so many different emotions, um, my emotions were driving me. They were driving me to the point to where I was reacting to everything. I I was never responding. I was reacting to everything. And, and before you could get something out, I'm already reacting like a, you know, (laughs) And, and so, and it was just like so many, and then in the next second, I'm coming back and I'm apologizing or I'm, you know, sorry, and I'm repenting for that. And so there was so many different emotions um, coming out of me that I had, I felt like I had no control, like no control. And so mended, uh, which means minding my emotions to produce a new direction every day. So so I had to start minding or paying attention to my emotions so that I could produce a new result um, from my responses, you know, and and learn how to respond to things instead of reacting to things. And so, um, and I have to sit back and say, okay, what, what, you know, do I really need to say in this situation or what do I really need to do right here instead of just saying it? you know, right off the top of my head and then coming back later and having to, I, I was like, Lord, I'm tired of repenting. I'm tired. <laughs> so I need to think about this. Right, and so, right, right. so all of that, you know, came together. And then we started chatting with champions where we were able to listen to people, you know, talk about what they've journeyed through and championed through. And so, which is God has blessed us to be able to reach thousands of people through that ministry tool. Right. And so that now, a, um, that's on what platform is it's that? Facebook on, on Facebook, Facebook Live, okay. yes. Okay. And okay. so, um, so we 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 kind of had to cut back. Right now, we're restructuring some things because, you know, life happened to yes. some of my team members. And so, um, when that happened, you know, to one, it happens to all of us. So right. we just kind of had to take some steps back and say, okay, we got to prioritize here for a season. Right. And then, so you know, so but we still doing the work of God, doing the work of the kingdom. And so in that process, then he's allowed us to do other things and, and you know, start other things out of that. And so um, I, I think that sometimes God just gets us still enough to show us something else that he wants us to do or open up something else. And so during that time, I started now serving with Gateway Ministry, Gateway Church and um, that's been phenomenal. Um, God is just moving there. Um, the words that's been spoken over my life, even there already. Um, yeah. it's amazing. It's just, it's an amazing God that we serve. And so, um, but yes, we, so I'm, I'm very excited. I will be also releasing my first single in the next few, probably month, probably month, but I say in the next few weeks, but hopefully in the next month, um, I will be releasing my first single um oh, and called my yeah. destiny and so um yeah so that's just definitely God <laughs> yes it is yes it is I'm telling you yeah. that's and that's why um like I said earlier 
he know he could trust you with this challenge. He knew that you might have a little tantrum and all that kind of stuff like that, but he knew greater was going to come. If he, so the thing is, is that, um, you know, through all of this, um, like I say, we go through things. Sometimes you think, you know, yeah, we learn from this, but others, it's not just for us. It's what others are learning as well, you know? And um, Sheila, before we go, I wanna know, is there any words of wisdom that you would like to just share, whether it's through, you know, about grieving or whether it's just about life, any, just a life nugget that you would like to share with the audience? I just, I, from my own experience, I just, I realized that this life we have is so precious. Like we only get this life, you know? And so if you have lost a loved one, you are still here. <laughs> and so just because that loved one is gone, God's plan for you is still that plan for you. His plans didn't change right. for you. You know, because each one of us, God said, I know the plans I have for you and their plans to prosper you and give you a hope and a future and an expected end. And so, you know, whatever has happened, you are still here. Since you're still here, you might as well affect somebody for the kingdom of God. Amen. Since you're here. And so, you know, otherwise we, we're just existing. And so I, re I refuse to just exist Right. in the earth and you know with all the darkness that we see all around us all around. be the light be the light be the light you know because we've got enough darkness we've got enough sadness we've got enough of that be the light in somebody's life you know that's that's all I'm trying to do every day is just be the light in somebody's life and and just offer that joy and that hope that maybe people have lost because they lost a loved one and just to let them know that God's not done with you that's right. God's not done with you. That's yeah. Right. People may be done with us sometimes, but God's not but done God's with not. us. That's God's right. What right. he's promised, he's going to fulfill it. Yeah. Yes. Sheila, thank you so much. To my audience, um, I just want to say this before Sheila leaves us. Um, you know, my podcast is about if has power. And a lot of times, um, my first book was about living on the positive side of if. Now, in Sheila's situation, you know, she was on the negative side there for a moment, just for a moment, a little season there. And God already knew what she was going to do anyway. But she chose to say, you know what, if I go ahead and if I surrender, if I repent, like, you know, what's in my, what's in my, um, my spirit to do, I believe things are going to be different. She didn't know how the process was going to work. But she chose, she made a decision. Not only did she make a decision, she took action. And that's what if is all about. If does have power. And that's why all the decisions that we make, all the things that we learn is only if we take action. If you like this video, like I said, share it with somebody else. Somebody else does not know what to do. They may feel a certain way about grieving. But like I said earlier, most of us will go through the grieving process. We don't know how the, how the process is going to be. We don't know how long. It might be suddenly. It might be something that you see coming. But just know this is a part of the life journey. Sheila, 
thank you so much for joining us. Okay. You've been such a blessing, but I want to tell you this, my sister, you are definitely a light for the kingdom. Okay. Take care. Okay. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye.